The Crude Life with host Jason Spies. My name is Jason Spies, and this is the Crude Life Week in Review. Thank you, folks, for joining us. Coming up on today's program, we've got a fantastic lineup. Brandon Davis, the CEO of Swan Energy, as well as Imran Khan. They join us for the weekly Mining Money segment. These guys have investments going in all kinds of different areas across Shale Play USA. Even got a gold mine. So we call the segment Mining Money. And we try to help navigate through the times of uncertainty. And today we talk about the value of teamwork as well as where they are actually investing, where they have skin in the game. And that's one of the great things about mining money in this segment is these gentlemen have got skin in the game. They're not guaranteed checkers just telling you where to put it. And the next week when they're wrong, just say, oopsie, sorry you lost $40 million. On to the next Thank you very much. I got my check regardless. So these guys have skin in the game. That's why we bring them in. They're experts, individuals you can trust, of course. Hey, like I said, they got skin in the game, so they're looking out for their best interest, which is your best interest. So coming up a little bit later on in the program, Brandon Davis, the CEO. Actually, no, it's coming up next. That's right. He's kicking off the program. Imran Khan. Brandon Davis, Mining Money. All right, then coming up a little later in the program, Living the Crude Life live recording session we did out in Dickinson, North Dakota, with the mayor of Bismarck, Steve Bakken, Patrick Bertinoli. He's Watford City's Community Enhancement Director and the co-founders of the Bakken Barbecue, Tiffany Steiner, Jackie Jenkin. They are some of the young up-and-coming leaders that are doing things today. They're not leaders of tomorrow. They're tomorrow's leaders acting today so it's just a fantastic panel discussion interview we have coming up in the latter part of the program here on the crude life week in review of course all these interviews can be found in their entirety at thecrudelife.com right now it's time for some mining money with brandon davis and imran khan of swan energy for every great investment, there's a bad investment. So it goes both ways. Um, but our staff here, we, we manage about 50 uh, partnerships. Um, and then on top of that, we manage five companies. And each company has its own website, just to put it in perspective for you. So we have 500% more problems than you do on just the website front. Um, but yeah, it's, it, takes a, it takes a good staff, and it's not necessarily a large staff. It's just a very competent, aggressive, hardworking staff. And I, I've had it in the past where, where I've had as many as 200 employees. Right now I have um, in, in the office under, under 20, which we actually get more done than we used to get done with 50 people in the office. So uh, we've got great people, and that's not always been – the case because it, as the company grew, it changed, and I had to change the people to keep up with the changing company, and that happens uh, to all companies that that are in business for uh, 10, 12, 15 years and uh, grow and constantly are growing. And, and I guess in the business world, you're either growing or you're shrinking, and I've done a little bit of both. Uh, right now, we're on a growth plan, and we have petroleum engineers, plural, on staff. 
geologist we use uh, on on day rates because it's just there's not enough geology in most of the projects we have that really matters because most of it's engineering. We have a, a, a probably a half a dozen consulting engineers that we work with depending on what projects we're doing and where they are and uh, land a landman uh, and then of course there's the whole team of land people that are out there if we need them to put them to work on a project and and we've done that too at one point our land department was 30 people so um, not that that's big but <clears throat> it's not tiny either I mean we were making a lot happen spending um, spending a lot of money on it and and making making good money with it so those things go and come, and it just depends on the market and what's going on. Right now, the opportunities are in acquisitions of existing wells. Right now, that's where the, the money's at because you're buying it at almost, well, I'd say it's historic, historic uncertainty from the oil and gas side over the last six, eight months. And we're able to pick up wells for fractions of what the, the work cost on them to get to the point we're buying them. And so that's, that's one thing we're looking really hard at, gas and oil. Um, and we've made some acquisitions and we're moving on some work on them, but there's, there's a lot of that out there right now. And, um, hopefully by the end of the year, we can buy some more. I love how, how Brandon, uh, brings in and, and, and talks about the positives, but then the first thing he does is talks about the negatives. And I think it's, you know, it, it, it's really good to be able to hear that. Um, you know, the, 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 the aspect of the, the different sizes of the companies over the years is, is really critical, right? Um, knowing when to pivot is a uh, is a very important part of business, and you know, being around for so long, I think that's that's very that's been done well, right? Um, and and with what he was talking about earlier, there's there's investments that are made no matter what. There's you know positives, negatives that that happen. Um, in general, you know, if you've got a company that only has positive investments, there's something going on over there that that you know uh, that. You know, I don't know. It's questionable is what I'm saying. Um, a lot of our deals that, that we do, um, you know, we're drilling wells. So, you know, you, you do – the reason why we have all these engineers on staff um, and the reason why we have folks that are out there looking for deals – is for that purpose, right? You can't just find, even though the market's available out there, you know, most of the deals that are out there are not like, you know, kind of like in real estate, you have um, the MLS and things, right? In, in oil and gas, you have different clearinghouses and things, but most of what we're looking at are items that are off market deals, right? And the way that we do that is through our landmen. Um, we've got different folks that are out there looking at and talking with different companies and get, gauging an, an interest on, hey, are you guys interested in, you know, offloading X part of your 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 wells? Or, hey, you guys have this good land over here. Um, would you like to partner to be able to do some, some drilling over there with us, right? So we're always looking for different projects. And, you know, being involved and in, in pivoting at the right time with the company is very important. And I think, uh, you know, I think Brandon hit the nail on the head with the, the talking about the negatives and the positives with, with how you do business. Perspective on that, I drilled 50 wells with an operator. And of those 50, uh, 48 of them came in at or under budget. Two of them were over budget, significantly over budget, but pretty good percentage over overall. And, and I was very confident in the ability of the company. Um, the next four wells we drilled, which uh, we owned 80%, Ownership plus or minus a, a half of maybe a fraction of a point in. Um, we're all for 400% over budget. And um, it was probably the most painful 
disastrous bad deal I've ever done. And it was amplified because how much it cost. Um, so, you know, it's, there, there are, there are good opportunities and bad opportunities. And, and the point of mine I'm trying to make is if in this business, people always want to know what you did in the past and, and that's great. And, but the reality is this, every project we put together and this is the same with most companies, um, has its own, its own merits and its own warrants. Nothing that's happened prior has anything to do with this project. If everything that had been done before, I used to, I used to say it like this, if I had 99 successful wells and I'm drilling number 100, those 99 successes mean nothing. To listen to the full-length interview with Brandon Davis and Imran Khan of Swan Energy or other Mining Money episodes, visit thecrudelife.com. Up next, Tiffany Steiner, Jackie Jenkins, the co-founders of the Bakken Barbecue, the mayor of Bismarck, Steve Bakken, and Watford City's Community Enhancement Director, Patrick Bertinoli, coming up with our live recording session out in Dickinson, North Dakota. My name is Jason Spies. This is the Crude Life Week in Review. The Crude Life is sponsored in part by When it comes to making money, they say buy low and sell high. That's what they say. Well, right now is a great time to invest in the oil and gas industry. Almost anyone can invest in the oil and gas industry, and Swan Energy wants to help you out. Their joint venture structure is constructed to protect you during all phases of the partnership process and investment. They offer a direct participation in oil and gas projects to partner approved investors. To find out more information about how you can invest in the oil and gas industry, contact Swan Energy today. Visit their website, swanenergyinc.com. That's swanenergyinc.com. Today is a great day to invest in oil and gas. The Crude Life with host Jason Spies. Welcome back to the Crude Life Week in Review. My name is Jason Spies. Thank you, folks, for joining us. Coming up next, we talk with Tiffany Steiner, Jackie Jenkin, Steve Bakken, the mayor of Bismarck, and Patrick Bertinoli, Watford City Community Enhancement Director, with our Living the Crude Life live recording session. This one is from Dickinson, North Dakota. Tiffany, Jackie, co-founders of Bakken Barbecue, describe that rig right there. Well, it's from Hurricane uh, Air and Swabbing, I think. Um, it is an old pickup with a rig stack and I'm not sure what else is involved in it but it is probably one of the coolest things we've seen at the Bakken barbecue yeah it's it's amazing it, they've got a 20 on it so maybe it's a 20s 20s vehicle should be pretty cool it's an old style one we'll, we're going to take some pictures we'll have it up on the website as well and we're going to start this off by talking about how oil and gas builds culture and community and our first guest is the mayor of Bismarck, Steve Bakken, and he's also the host, former host of Energy Matters. And I believe you're the first host, if my memory serves uh, me No, correct. actually, Scott Bachmeyer. Turn uh, up the, is it on? Yep. Okay. No, actually, uh, Scott Bachmeyer was. Right. He's, he started the show. That's right. Um, and then was, outdoors. Yeah, well, started with the outdoors yep. and uh, um, came up with the idea of doing an energy program that was uh, gas and oil. And... Uh, he didn't do the show very long. Then there was another host uh, for probably about six months, and then I took over and expanded the show out into um, the impacts as well of the people who live in the oil patch. Uh, and one of the things I tried to do was balance 
the message of, okay, where's the technical side for the industry? Where's the information for the layman who must just is interested in what's going on in Western North Dakota that hasn't been out here and doesn't know what's going on? And uh, um, the impacts on the people that live in Western North Dakota that are in the oil patch. And that's kind of what I focused on was um, kind of drilling down, pun intended, um, to the quality of life in Western North Dakota and what the oil and uh, and all the companies that are out here and the buzz that was going on in Western North Dakota, what that meant to the residents. I found it interesting that you know you talked a lot about infrastructure on your when, when you did Energy Matters, whether it be a, a highway bill or whether it be some sort of uh, regulation going through. But so much of your program was on the building of culture because. You know, Wadford City was 2,000, now they're 10,000 population, and I'm just throwing rough numbers, but uh, Dickinson had, I, I remember the mayor Dickinson saying, we don't have enough pipe for another house to be built, mm -hmm. not until we can build our water treatment plant and things like that. So yep. uh, before we bring the co-founders of the Bach and Barbecue in here to talk about how this event came about, Tell me about what you saw about the building of culture here in Western North Dakota, because it is relatively new with the oil and gas in the last 10, 15 years. Well, one of the things uh, in, in, you know, people think of North Dakota as being that agri the agrarian state. It, it's about agriculture, uh, farming and ranching. And, and then you sprinkle that oil in. And one of the things that most people didn't realize is when you take a look at what the ag culture was, you had family farm or ranch, um, four or five kids, and all but one of those kids had to leave the farm, had to leave Western North Dakota or whatever they would do, because the economics dictated that the farm or the ranch couldn't support all the kids and all those generations. What oil brought to the picture was the royalties. What I found was it was an opportunity for kids to come back to the farm. Uh, you may not have been farming or ranching, but one of the things we got in Western North Dakota out of it was a lot of those kids that were a chiropractor or a dentist or an optometrist somewhere else came back to these small towns. That's something a small town never had before. They didn't have a chiropractor or an optometrist or a dentist or um, many other vocations that afforded the opportunity for those businesses to move into these small communities because now the family farm could support them and supplement what that meant for having the family back together. So one of the big, biggest changes from a culture perspective was we had an opportunity to reinvigorate family farms and family ranches and bring families together and bring people back into their communities that had had to leave because of the economics of agriculture. I'm going to bring in the co-founders of the Bach and Barbecue right now, Tiffany Steiner, Jackie Jenkin, to go off of what Steve was talking about. Now, Tiffany, you're from Dickinson. Jackie, you mentioned that you've been in oil now for 10 years in a previous conversation. We had 10 plus years. This barbecue is so interesting to me because Bakken barbecue, everybody thinks oil and gas, but this is the furthest from oil and gas, and this year is a great testament to the community that has come out and supported the oil and gas. And, and I, I think it's so interesting because the oil and gas built the culture out here, and now 
that the oil and gas, I don't, are there any operators even this year? I mean, uh, one. Uh, one, okay, so we got one, and yet you're still having this event. It's still gonna be probably a thousand or 2,000 people. Uh, they're still setting up right now. Uh, record, good number, I don't know if record number of donations, the cookers yep. are down a little bit, but talk about the culture behind this, how it got started, and where we're at today. Uh, Jackie, go ahead. So the Bug and Barbecue was formed uh, between a conversation of Tiffany and I having, we were involved with another fundraising event and Tiffany and I wanted to challenge, uh, a we wanted to challenge the other teams that worked in our office and Tiffany and I started brainstorming and it was one idea after another and we came up with, hey, let's have a barbecue. Then it was, hey, let's invite other companies to participate. Then it's, hey, le then let's invite the community. And within six weeks, we had thrown the Bakken barbecue together. And it was amazing to me that we had such support. We had companies sign up and um, some other companies that just showed up, you know, which was a surprise for us. And people just showed up that year. <laughs> they did. And, you know, we struggled with, you know, these little Here's details. Our money, let us in. It's North Dakota. We're all neighborly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah. Well, do, do you remember? That was the Williston Basin Conference, too, back in 14. People were just showing up saying, where's my booth? And they were like going, oh, no, it doesn't work like that. So back in 2013, Tiffany and I, you know, eight years ago had created this event. We were new to the oil field but everybody was so receptive to us. They were receptive to the company we worked for. They were receptive to what we were raising money for. And it just transformed into this large event within eight years now. Here we are later sitting here today. And we have such great uh, support from our company, or excuse me, our community. And it's just amazing. Tiffany, uh, you're next. Same kind of question with probably probably don't have to get into the genesis of the Bakken barbecue since Jackie just took care of that but if you want to elaborate feel free but transition into and and what I wanted to ask you about specifically was this summer when we talked you had 25 26 cookers and now we've got 12 13 but we're still doing this yep. we're still gonna I mean the the donation numbers are up Woo! so to talk a little bit about that so the Peanut biggest gallery. thing, yeah, uh, the biggest thing when we started this, we sent out the invite last year, November, and it was a hit. I mean, we had company after company, sponsorship after sponsorship, and we were like, oh my goodness, what is happening? We had filled this space before February. Mm -hmm. I mean, we were really far away from the Bakken barbecue. Right. And um, all of a sudden COVID hit. And then one company after another started backing out. And we're like, all right, what do we do here? Do we still have it? I mean, we had people on our Facebook say, please don't cancel this event. This is the event of the summer. This is, you know, what we look forward to. Well, what Jackie and I and our amazing committee, which are standing out here as well, we thought about Make-A-Wish. Make-A-Wish still has to happen. Kids mm -hmm. still need their events or still need their wishes. So at the end of the day, we decided, you know, we're going to, truck along with this and see what we can come up with and every company that backed out they almost were in tears when they called me because they didn't want to mm -hmm. it was a company decision they didn't really you know it wasn't their decision so we started with 26 we're at 12 and we decided we're still going to have the bash of the summer so we're excited because our sponsorships have never been higher so that just tells you people still have money to spend even though oil's low COVID hit, people are still willing to come out and sponsor the Bacca Barbecue. 
I want to point out a couple things that I, I believe you two are under 30, right? At least thir- oh, you're over 30? Yeah, I didn't know that. Okay. Just, thir- oh, it has been eight years, hasn't it? Yeah, it has yeah. been. When we I, started it, yeah. when we started it, I was 22 and Tiffany was 23 years old. I was going to say, when you yeah. first started it, you were in your early 20s. We yeah. had no idea what we were doing and either. Way so. to suck up, Jason. Well, no, I just... I, <laughs> Would you mind? I'm trying to put my A game on here. <laughs> I'm going to ask the four of you to hold that thought for just a moment or two. We're going to take a brief pause. We come back. We'll continue the conversation with Tiffany Steiner, Jackie Jenkin, the co-founders of the Bakken Barbecue, Steve Bakken, the mayor of Bismarck, and Patrick Bertnoli, Watford City's Community Enhancement Director, part of our Live in the Crude Life live recording session. This is from Dickinson, North Dakota, the day before the Bakken Barbecue. My name is Jason Spies, and you're listening to the Crude Life Week in Review. We're kind of like that, like oh yeah. The Crude Life is sponsored in part by... When it comes to making money, they say buy low and sell high. That's what they say. Well, right now is a great time to invest in the oil and gas industry. Almost anyone can invest in the oil and gas industry, and Swan Energy wants to help you out. Their joint venture structure is constructed to protect you during all phases of the partnership process and investment. They offer a direct participation in oil and gas projects to partner approved investors. To find out more information about how you can invest in the oil and gas industry, contact Swan Energy today. Visit their website, swanenergyinc.com. Dot com. That's swanenergyinc.com. Today is a great day to invest in oil and gas. Historic. The first full conversion refinery to be built in the U.S. in over 40 years. Innovative. The cleanest, most technologically advanced downstream project ever. The model for future shale basin projects. Groundbreaking. The Davis Refinery. Welcome back to the Crude Life Week in Review. My name is Jason Spies. Thank you, folks, for joining us. Coming up next, we talk with Adam Dickinson with WIC. That's Wyoming Insulation Company. This is Adam Dickinson. Adam Dickinson, William Insulation Company. WIC, what's happening with Williams Insulation Company out in Wyoming? Uh, Give us an update on uh, just kind of the day-to-day operations, if you wouldn't mind. Oh, sure. Uh, Man, things came back quick. I'd say, oh, about a month ago now, uh, we were still looking pretty shy. Uh, we were trying to figure out what we were doing. We were basing everything off of innovation and how we could uh, get lean and mean and uh, and see what we could do to prepare for this. And uh, here we are now. Uh, we have, oh, about six crews working right now. Um, everyone's working hard. Uh, gas plant expansions uh the mines are doing a lot of um moving uh, as as far as changing out this or changing out that maintenance work um even some some commercial side is picking up so uh we really are are uh hands to the wall right now uh working hard and moving uh definitely compared to a month ago or i mean even four months ago right uh and we're glad that Wyoming has really uh, picked back up quite a bit. So, 
Are you seeing any particular area, um, whether it be municipality, whether it be oil and gas, whether it be, I don't know, I don't know if how you define or niche out your industrial, but is there is there any area or is it just kind of, uh, you know, smattering here and there? Uh, I'd say it's a general increase in uh, in all industries that way as far as uh, uh, municipal work. Uh, and then, uh, like I was saying, that industrial side as well. I think everyone's starting to pick back up and we're seeing really good signs. Uh, we have a, the largest backlog I've ever seen in my career right now uh, as far as uh, work getting ready to go. Uh, most of it's pushing next year, uh, but it's good to see a lot of jobs coming through right now. So. Give us a quick little commercial. What does you guys do? Give yourself a plug. Oh, sure. Yeah, so uh, what we do, uh, our, our biggest – Industries there, divisions are industrial insulation, uh, as well as scaffolding and coatings. Um, we do a lot of steam trace, a lot of different things. Uh, one of our biggest new products uh, that we're using is Conklin Coatings, is what it's called. Uh, it's something you can apply on any roof, whether it be a metal roof, uh, a flat roof, rubber roof. Um, and it's actually going to uh, decrease your... Uh, your temperature inside that building, increase your energy efficiency. Uh, it's actually 100% tax deductible. Um, so we're pushing it pretty hard right now. A lot of people are grabbing it, looking for those deductions at this point. Um, and and so that's our, our big push right now, those sides of things. But You can get a tax de- deduction? What, no? Yeah, so uh, it's Section 179 there. Oh boy, that's that's gonna really excite people. Yeah, the a section code dollars. and everything. Ooh boy, people. <laughs> yeah, one one million dollars in the first year. So uh, historically, you had to depreciate out your your roof or your energy efficiency, whatever you've installed over you know the lifetime, what thirty years, what say you? Uh, but but yeah, there was a bill signed in uh, by the president there, uh, President Trump. And so that's actually it's actually expiring this year, uh, but it's yeah a million dollars in your first year that you can uh, take that tax deduction. So really pushing that uh, coating on roofs. But interesting. Okay, well I didn't even know you could do anything like that. And is that is that because it makes them basically and and more environmentally friendly because it keeps the heat in, it keeps the air in, if you will. Um, I mean, I when you were kind of describing it, I just kept thinking like, "Oh, you're going to turn a building into a Yeti cooler." Got it. <laughs> uh, it's pretty much yeah. You seen that white Yeti cooler? Just about that. <laughs> yeah. So it uh, it's a coating that pretty well reflects the sun a lot better than aluminum does. Oh, okay. So that's that's it. Okay, here I thought it was more of a insulation type of a thing, but it's a it's it's a reflection more. Not Correct. that it's not an insulation, but there's a reflective property to it. Okay, that would make sense. Okay. Yeah, um, we actually we just did a, a horse trailer. We were headed up to Sturgis, um, some of the management team here, and we we did a horse trailer, set it up as a camper, and sprayed it with the coating. 
it's actually 80 degrees inside when it was 100 degrees outside with no insulation or anything like that. So I'd say it works. <laughs> well, anything else you got today? Uh, nothing crazy. I was going to say I saw that uh, looks like the U.S. Uh, signed a document with Norway to try to uh, support one another and, and essentially our oil and gas um, entities. Uh, and I guess the Norway is much more involved, it seems like, uh, on the government side of things. Uh, so they've done a lot to create more efficient ways of doing things. Um, so I know there's a lot of people in the industry hoping to uh, take some of that science and some, some stuff that Norway's doing, utilizing it here and becoming more cost-effective. I mean, that's what everyone's trying to do right now, whether, whether the work and the, the money's coming back or not. Well, it's interesting times right now. You know, Wyoming, zero rigs, and now they're going to do some federal leases. And, you know, you've got the globalization happening at a pretty rapid pace. And, and with that, you're going to have some technology that's kind of being ushered in a little bit. Are you um, hearing any chatter, hearing anything out in the streets from, you know, people out there in Wyoming with the rigs? And uh, as far as... Um, you know, they just laid the last one down a couple about a week and a half ago. So I was going to say we we do have a, a rig running now. Oh, okay. So, and so that's that's big news. That that is definitely a hot topic out here. Um, I want to say it's a S S and S. Uh, I think uh, got a rig up there, and and they're going crazy. You know, they're posting about and letting everyone know because they want to make sure. Everyone knows that they've got a rig going and and people are moving again. You know, I mean, it's a good sign for us. There's been there's been too many rumors about how there's going to be 10 rigs up by the end of the month or 20 rigs up by the next month. And uh, now we we have one rig up and uh, it's a good sign. It's a good sign for Wyoming. Well, and I think it's a good, good sign for the whole country. It is. I mean, well, it's it's a it's it's momentum the other way. And, that, and, and you got to start somewhere and that's positive, you know, and right. I, like I said, I didn't know that I've just seen the zero rigs. And then I saw some federal lease talk. Um, I forget the name of the, the play off the top of my head. It started with an M, but they, they were looking at, and I started thinking going, man, it just seems like the only place people are going to be able to drill now is these federal leases. It just, I don't, it just, every time I turn around there, they're not making it very easy for, anything outside of it and then they'll slowly open up this and that and so it's good news so and um you say you saw this on social media uh yeah i was gonna say they're actually just down the road from me sst energy but uh yeah they were posting on linkedin just posting pictures just getting everyone really excited about it i mean the uh you bring up the the government entities there and uh we finally got those 5,000 wellheads uh, approved by the EPA out there. We, we'd we gotten those approved, oh, two years ago now. And uh, and then they ended up going back in the court because of environmental uh, testing that wasn't done properly or, or the test, they said the time span wasn't long enough. Um, so that's finally actually gotten approved in the state of Wyoming, uh, the governor there has, has said that he's going to require uh, these entities to maintain that 10-year schedule, uh, which will be good for them and good for for us as contractors. 
uh, knowing that that work will be there for the next 10 years running. So pretty awesome stuff going on down here. Mr. Adam Dickinson, I'm going to ask you to hold that thought for just a moment or two. We're going to take a brief pause. When we come back, we'll continue the conversation with Adam Dickinson with Wyoming Insulation Company, WIC. My name is Jason Spies. This is the Food Life Week in Review. Sponsored in part by... When it comes to making money, they say buy low and sell high. That's what they say. Well, right now is a great time to invest in the oil and gas industry. Almost anyone can invest in the oil and gas industry, and Swan Energy wants to help you out. Their joint venture structure is constructed to protect you during all phases of the partnership process and investment. They offer a direct participation in oil and gas projects to partner approved investors. To find out more information about how you can invest in the oil and gas industry, contact Swan Energy today. Visit their website, swanenergyinc.com. That's swanenergyinc.com. Today is a great day to invest in oil and gas. When it's time to put the booze down, find us some solid ground, clean this damn life up, and turn it all around. Welcome back to the Crude Life Week in Review. My name is Jason Spies. Thank you, folks, for joining us. Coming up next, we continue the conversation with Adam Dickinson with WIC, that's Wyoming Insulation Company. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, they're actually just down the road from me, SST Energy, but uh, yeah, they were posting on LinkedIn, just posting pictures, just getting everyone really excited about it. I mean, the uh, you bring up the, the government entities there, and uh, we finally got those 5,000 wellheads uh, approved by the EPA out there. We, we'd gotten those approved oh, two years ago now. And, uh, and then they ended up going back in the court because of environmental uh, testing that wasn't done properly or, or the test, they said the time span wasn't long enough. Um, so that's finally actually gotten approved in the state of Wyoming. The governor there has, has said that he's going to require uh, these entities to maintain that 10-year schedule, which will be good for them and good for, for us as contractors. Uh, knowing that that work will be there for the next 10 years running. So pretty awesome stuff going on down here. Yeah, I, my, Wyoming's not going to be going anywhere anytime soon. They, you know, they they have their ebbs and their flows, but they've got a lot of natural gas. And 
as long as the natural gas is there, you know, there's going to be some good good activity for the next foreseeable future, really. Like I said, it's going to have its ebbs and flows like the industry does. But, um, yeah, it's good to see that they're put, getting some rigs back up and some activities happening and, and, and everything else along those lines. I would imagine that uh, people are gearing up for election season and, and all that is happening down there, too. Oh, right. And that slowdown was going to happen either way. We knew about it. So I think I think it all worked uh, worked itself out at this point. I mean, people are still waiting on it. But like I was saying, contracts are getting awarded uh, even with the election season and even with those things happening. I mean, um, I was I was looking uh, oh, earlier today and I was seeing, you know, a couple of these large refineries that I've worked at, you know, well, I've I've done work at them seven, eight years ago now, and uh, I saw them shutting in. And that, you know, that's not the best sign on that side of things. I'm glad uh, we're in Wyoming, and I'm glad that we're not uh, seeing those shutdowns with uh, the virus and everything that's going on outside of here, I guess. (laughs) Well, how can people get in touch with you and figure out a way to get their temperature down with your white super spray? White Super Spray, Conklin Coatings. Yeah, they can just go ahead and uh, call me on my cell phone at 307-262-8995. That's 307-262-8995. Or they can feel free to toss me an email at dickinsona at wickwyo.com. That's D-I-C-K-I-N-S-O-N-A at W-I-C-W-Y-O.com. To listen to the full-length interview with Adam Dickinson with WIC, Wyoming Insulation Company, or to check out other exclusive interviews, visit thecrudelife.com. That's thecrudelife.com. While you're there, be sure to check out our other exclusive interviews as well, like Brandon Davis and Imran Khan of Swan Energy joined us early in the program for Mining Money. We also like to thank them very much, so thank you, Brandon Davis. Thank you, Imran Khan, and thank you, Adam Dickinson, for joining us this week here at the Crude Life Week in Review. Of course, all of our interviews and past interviews, features, music montages, other special programs are available at thecrudelife.com as well as our social media pages from the Facebooks to the YouTubes. We even have the Twitters now at thecrudelife.com. Folks, we'll be back next week at this time on this radio station and Be sure to reach out to your radio station this week and find out how they can assist you during your back-to-school and coronavirus and COVID shutdowns. Your local radio station is very in tune with the ins and outs of the local businesses. And if you need a local service, your local radio station will be more than happy to direct you towards that specific local service. So reach out to your local radio station, and we'll be back next week at this time on this radio station. From the staff here at the Crude Life Week in Review, my name is Jason Spies, asking you to always remember energy is more than an industry, it's a way of life.
Cause I'm back to the way comes to making money, they say buy low and sell high. That's what they say. Well, right now is a great time to invest in the oil and gas industry. Almost anyone can invest in the oil and gas industry, and Swan Energy wants to help you out. Their joint venture structure is constructed to protect you during all phases of the partnership process and investment. They offer a direct participation in oil and gas projects to partner approved investors. To find out more information about how you can invest in the oil and gas industry, contact Swan Energy today. Visit their website, swanenergyinc.com. That's swanenergyinc.com. Today is a great day to invest in oil and gas. There's no breaks in the peace It's just you and me, baby Singing it like we did in the good old days Yeah, we're singing it like they did in the good old days Because we're back to the way
Nee. 